Hello, and welcome to my broadcast. My name is Ian, and this is Ian Speaks for Once, because, well, I rarely speak in general, so this is going to be a first for a few people. Today's topic is gun violence. Now, what gun violence is, it's pretty much any type of violence that is related with a gun. And violence is behavior involving physical force intended to hurt or damage or kill someone or something. Now, the idea of gun violence is quite awful, and about 40 to 30,000 people in the U.S. die every year to gun violence. Now, that's, if we look at that from a small picture, that, that's a crazy number. That is huge. But let's zoom out a little. The total population of the U.S. is over 30 million people. Now, how does that compare to our 40 to 30,000 people? Well, one point one. <laughs> sorry about that. Zero point zero one percent of people of the U.S. population die due to gun violence. Big picture, that is not that big of a number, but still, that is still huge and sad that that many people die every year to gun violence. But but we can't just stop there. Let's zoom out even bigger. I mean, how does the U.S. compare to other countries? Well, the gun death rate in the U.S. is much higher than in most other natures, particularly in developing nations. But this is still far below the rate in several Latin American nations, according to a study of 195 countries and territories by researchers at the Institute for Health and... Oh, I'm probably going to butcher this... Metrics and evaluation at the University of Washington, the U.S. gun death rate was 10.6 per 100,000 people in 2016, the most recent year in the study, which is, uses a diff, what, somewhat different methodology from the CDC that was far higher than countries such as Canada, 2.1 per 1,000, and Australia, which is one as well as European nations, such as France, which was 2.7. Now, keep this in mind, this is for every 100,000 people. Germany for 0.9, and Spain with 0.6. But the rate in the U.S., which much lower than in El Salvador, which had a whopping 39.2 per 100,000 people, and Venezuela with 38.7, Guatemala with 32.3, and Colombia with 25.9, and Honduras with 22.5. Overall, the U.S. ranked the 20th in its gun fatality rate. Now, that's a lot to take in. So, compared to other countries, the U.S. doesn't have it the worst, but we don't have it the best. But why is that? Why don't we have it better or worse than other countries? And I can see two ways of taking this. We can either A, go through like, well, what precautions do we take? What do other countries' laws have? Or the mental or psyche of the people that live in that country. And I'm going to try to tackle both right now. Let's start with the U.S. laws. As we know, the U.S. does have some law restrictions, not as much as other countries. 
as the Second Amendment, you know, the right to bear arms. I do make the bear joke a lot, you know, have bear arms. But countries like Great Britain, where the civilians don't have access to firearms. So, of course, the U.S. is going to have more gun deaths than Great Britain. But we can't just look at gun deaths. We're going to have to look at it overall. And Great Britain seems to have more knife deaths than the U.S. So then we must ask ourselves, if we did limit gun violence, how would that affect the overall violence in general? How would that affect every violence in the entire country? Now, gun violence is associated with homicide and suicide. Homicide is pretty much another word for murder. And I did some nice research, and the results kept coming back with overall crime in the U.S. murder made up from 1 to 1.6 percent of overall violence with aggravated assault making up 66.9% and robbery with 23.4%. So overall, it's not big. It doesn't seem to be big at all, but it's still an issue that we need to resolve. So we need to figure out where the source of this issue is. In February of 2018, a 19-year-old boy walked into an elementary school in Parkland, Florida, and killed 17 people. But what caused him to do that is the question. This boy, his mom had recently died in early November of that of the following year, which I'm pretty sure is 2017. If I get my months all screwed up. <laughs> and also, people that hung out with this kid always said he always seemed a little off, almost depressed, sad, angry, all the time, which led to him killing those 17 people. He was armed with an AR-15 style semi-automatic rifle and multiple magazines. How he got that is was unclear. I'm assuming that he probably didn't get it legally at all, but I am uncertain of that, if we make that point clear. So the main reason he probably did it, because he had some mental issues, family issues too. Now, if we look at what causes these gun violences, you know, what's associated with that, two thirds of all gun violence are suicide. And the other third is murder. And the rest are other, like police and accidentals. That stuff happens. In 2017, a girl named Riley ended up taking her own life with her father's gun. What caused her to do that was boiling from her school, which put her in a depressed state, which she ended up taking her life sometime afterwards. So the main problem that seems to be associated with gun violence is mental health problems that people have. Think about it. 
if we can give the help that these people need, we could cut gun violence. We could get rid of two-thirds of gun violence in the U.S. Now, that is huge. We'd be saving thousands upon thousands of lives. But the question we must ask ourselves is, how do we help reduce gun violence? How do we do that? One extreme thought could be we could take away all the guns. Every single one. No more guns. Uh, no one has guns. Well, one, that wouldn't work mainly because of our... We have a Second Amendment, which... <laughs> okay, don't want to go against the Constitution here. But if we took away all the guns, hypothetically, would we actually reduce overall violence in this country? Yes, we would probably reduce gun violence. Probably not by a lot, since people can buy illegal firearms. Because if someone wants someone something so badly, they will do everything they can to get that thing, regardless of what it takes. I did some research. And I did the following. Now, you will not be able to see this do this as a broadcast, but I did put a link to, to this in my research feed. So you can take a look at this for yourself. I looked up which states had the most gun violence, since we're talking about the U.S. here. Now, we're going to specifically talk about New York, since, well, we're in New York, so it makes sense to have it. And according to my research, and a lot of graphs and everything, New York State seems to have some of the worst crime rates in all of the country. Also, on another note, New York State also has some of the most strictest gun laws in the country. Also, New York also has the least amount of gun death rates in the country. Now let's break this down. This, because New York has some regulations and laws, the rates went down. But it looks like it didn't stop overall violence. It brought down the gun violence, but it didn't stop all violence. It didn't. Because people found other ways. Just because you take away one option doesn't mean they will find another way to get around it. People are clever. So taking away all guns wouldn't be a good solution. But we need to look at what about gun laws. Now, the point of a gun law is to be a prevention effort to reduce the likelihood that a firearm will be introduced into a community and, and there will be a death due to gun violence, which could be homicide or even suicide. These prevention efforts can also reduce the men, you know, someone with mental issues taking one of those firearms and using them on themselves or someone else. Japan does have strict gun laws, 
but they'd have these tests. They're like psychological tests people would take to see if they can even have the option of owning like a, a pretty much a BB gun, air rifle. Maybe we can consider using this to help prevent these mental issues from coming. We should also invest and get people the help that they need. If we can help people with these mental issues, like I said before, we can save so many lives and help so many more. It'd be a chain reaction, that'd be so great. And because of this stuff, responsible people will be owning guns, not some crazy people. But sometimes these things don't always work. On Christmas Eve in 1997, yeah, that's way, way back, guys. Way back. We're going. We're going to the 90s where haircuts looked awful, the music was okay. Yeah, we're going to the 90s, late 90s. A young boy had gotten a hold of a handgun that was in his mother's room that was hidden. And him and his friend were playing with it. And they thought it was unloaded, and one of the boys accidentally shot the other one, killing him. Now this is just awful. This is just awful what happened. But if we can have laws in place, and we have responsible gun people, we make sure we have background checks and everything. We might have a chance of reducing this kind of stuff from happening. These horrible things from happening. If we take, if we take the necessary efforts and we do the research, we could reduce the from hopefully thirty to forty thousand to maybe even zero. It will probably not be an easy process at all. It probably won't be, and gun violence seems to be getting worse, especially with this pandemic that we're all struggling in. Whether that's financially or mentally, we all have our struggles. But if we can invest our time and efforts into helping these people with mental issues, we could get rid of two-thirds of gun violence. Two-thirds, that is huge! But how we do that is up to us and the actions that we take. If we go too extreme one way, it doesn't work. If we go too extreme the other way, it doesn't work. There must be a middle ground. And if we spend the whole time fighting each other, it won't work. We'll be back to square one. We would have gotten nowhere. And it would only get worse and worse and worse. So let's do the research. Let's make, let's get these steps done so we can help reduce this number. The question is, how do we do it? How do we do it? It starts with you and us. If we fight, we get nowhere, but together we can come up with a solution that can help everything. People can argue that Guns are bad or guns are good. It can go either way. It can go either way. I probably might regret saying this. I rarely speak my opinion in these matters. 
to me, a gun is a tool. It can be used for good. It can also be used for evil. Now, what makes a gun good or bad is the person that wields it. It's like a car. A car, you could argue, a car is a good thing. Well, why is it a good thing? It gets me to work. It gets me places. I can also argue that a car is a bad thing. Because I can take that car and drive it into a crowd of people, killing them. So is the car good or bad now? Same goes for the gun. Responsible people should be allowed to have these things. And people with problems and everything shouldn't. And they need the help. They need to get that help. So gun violence is mainly a mental issue. So I want you to ask yourself the question, what can you do? What can we all do to stop this horrible thing? I don't have all the answers. I don't know if I ever will. But I hope you enjoy this podcast and have a deeper understanding of this subject and have a bigger and open mind to new ideas how the world works because it's so much bigger than all of us this is ian signing off thank you for listening